Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Just get your mind together Then come on across to me We'll hold hands and then we'll watch the sunrise From the bottom of the sea Good morning, Buffalo, Southern Ontario, Northern Pennsylvania. Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia today on Hardline. It is 10.08 in the studios of WBEN, Intercom Buffalo, in beautiful downtown Amherst. What a great weekend, huh? I cannot believe how beautiful this weekend is. Uh, I'm glad to be in for David Bellavia. As you know, David has had some big things happen in his life recently and had to leave the show go for today. I'm here working with, on the boards, Ray Charles. Ray Charles on the board. Thank you very much, Ray, for coming in. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, Joe Beamer. Uh, fresh off of outpatient eye surgery, comes in like a like a boss, like a big man, gets called in to cover a shift and says, I can't see. I'm totally blind after being under under the knife, but I'll do it because he does it by feel, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't actually look at the board. He's like a touch typist. Isn't that true, Joe? Exactly, Michael. <laughs> He's playing the board today like Ray Charles, like waving his head back and forth, like Stevie Wonder over there. <laughs> but still, any mistakes today are going to be my mistakes. Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks for coming in, Joe. I appreciate it. I was um, short notice for me to come in today for David. Um uh, we're going to be going on a break here in a few minutes, but I, I wanted to tell you something before we get started today. I, I, I have I put together an interesting show, I think. We'll see. I'm really going to count on you to participate in honor of David Bellavia, uh, who's been at the helm of this show for several months now, uh, doing a great job, put it back together in a way I think is much more compelling than it was before. I've been a listener every Sunday, either by either live or on the podcast to David's shows. He he has a really unique understanding of Western New York politics, of national politics. He's put together a show with Democrats and Republicans on the air with uh, a uh, 
a phone line dedicated to Democrats and to Republicans. And and I've been listening as more and more Democrats are taking, you know, are taking part in this and and, and participating in hardline uh, under David Bellavia. Uh, the Republican line here is 803-0930. The Democrat line is 644-9875, 644-9875. But I do have a complaint. I'm just going to do it once. Um, nobody's going to care uh, outside of the people who listen to David every single day and who know David. Uh, but I got a complaint. Um, I don't know whose fault this is, whether it's the White House or uh, the Pentagon or the media, but David Bellavia is, hasn't been confirmed by the White House yet, but he's about to be honored by our nation in a way that never happens to almost anyone in history. It's the greatest honor our country can bestow on anyone. And it's typically the Medal of Honor is awarded to men who have done men and women who have done amazing things, dangerous things, and lost their lives. The vast majority are KIAs that get this. And David Bellavia is a is a living recipient from the Iraq War. And it, there is so much loaded into this into this award, and it is such a big deal. It's the nation's highest honor, and somehow somebody dropped the ball on Friday and announced it like it was a golf score, and I am just livid about it. I mean, I'll tell you, I know David is a big boy. He can handle that. He'll, you know, juggle these balls like he juggles all the balls that are thrown at him. Uh, you know, uh, uh, he plays this game all day long like we all do. He's, I'm sure he just stood up and said, well, I'm going to make chicken salad out of this. And if you listened, if you listened to the 6 o'clock hour, 6 to 7 hour of Bowerly and Bellavia on Friday, um, that's the best radio I've ever heard in my life. The 6 to 7 hour of Bowerly and Bellavia, where Bowerly spent so much time trying to hold the line of the show while David went through all the different stages of emotion when he was told about this. I mean, I heard it on the news the first time on WBN. I didn't know that Army Times had leaked this story unofficially without confirmation from the White House had put this out. To me, that's despicable, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But I, if you haven't heard that third hour, that, that 6 to 7 p.m. hour, it shows the expertise of Tom Bowerly basically sitting there holding a, t a radio show together in real time as I'm not kidding, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know this for a fact, but I think the president or certainly the White House called David while he was on the air six to seven on Friday. The, the pressure he was under. And I happen to know that, you know, now he's gone dark. David has to. Keep his head down because this is traditionally a White House initiative, and we have to give the president the honor, you know, his honor. Because you know, it's the president's honor to present this medal, and and David wants the president to 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 you know uh, to continue that tradition. So he's gone dark, and there are reporters coming to his house and banging on his door. There are people, reporters from around the world, calling because it is the greatest honor our nation can bestow on anyone. And somebody put it out like a golf score. And I am so angry. I know David isn't. You know, he's a big boy. But this is the greatest news 
any man could ever get beyond maybe it's a boy or it's a girl. It's a huge honor. There's nothing bigger on this planet. <sighs> and look, look what they did. And David had to react on live, live radio. He got put under so much pressure. He's been through so much in his life. And the, what he did to earn this medal, no man should have to do. And it's not, it's, the, it's not even the greatest things he did. I mean, David told me after it was announced by Army Times that uh, actually he said on the radio here, you got to listen to that podcast, the six to seven hour uh, on Friday. He says that it wasn't even the worst battle he went through. In fact, it wasn't even in the top five. Imagine that. And then read the narrative of his Medal of Honor and understand that he is the greatest among men and a very dear friend of mine. And to watch his immense honor just flushed out like it was nothing. And here's the greatest, the thing that upsets me the most. Army Times, this, the, the, the organization, the news organization that first broke this story, Army Times, used to be a dedicated organ, I believe, of the Department of Defense, or at least it was a contracted uh, publication. When I was in the Army, in the 25th Infantry Division, the Army Times was like the Bible. It was like the word of the Pentagon. And since then, it was bought by Gannett, which owns the Rochester newspaper, owns USA Today and others. They own TV, radio stations. And a decidedly liberal organization, right? Uh, and now Army Times is just another news media outlet. But to watch the Army Times with its tradition of honor and integrity, especially when it comes to this huge, huge news, to actually just flush it out like that. Army Times should be absolutely ashamed of itself. I don't know how they got the story. I don't know where they got the story. Probably somebody slipped up among the PR types or whatever. But for the Army Times to be the one that I think dishonors this announcement, to me, makes this just sardonic. Not ironic. Sardonic. It, it is, it's hurtful. Yeah, that's on my mind for a couple days. I've made my, uh, my feelings known to everyone involved. Um, but all I know that David's going to look back on this in three weeks and just forget about it. It was a blip on the radar screen. His life, his life is just bigger than the movie screen now for all of us. We're going we're gonna to be watching David Bellavia in Dolby surround sound from now forward. His life has become bigger than life. And for all of us in Western New York, it is the, it's all of our lives put together in one man. And he'll get, pa he'll get past the announcement. Everything will be fine. He probably isn't even complaining about it. But I am pissed. He deserved better. And we'll get a better show going for you after this, okay? Right after these messages on Hardline with Michael Caputo. Welcome back to Hardline here on WBEN. Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia. I'm here with uh, Joe Beamer. We call him One-Eyed Joe. Uh, and uh, 
Uh, yeah, I, I had one person text in after I made that little bit of commentary about David Bellavia and the the kind of clunky way that it's been announced. Um, and the uh, a texter at eight oh it was at eight oh three oh nine thirty. What is it? What's the text line? Three zero nine three zero. Three zero nine three zero. You would think I would know that by now. I would hope so. I went to the to the uh, to the East Aurora Music Festival yesterday. Oh, okay. And you know that's a, that's like a porch fest for East Aurora's. Like we're right on the main street there, and so our porch was like a place for people to stop by and grab a free beer from the cooler. And I was supposed to go, Michael, but as you can imagine, I right. was. Well, you'd have been in competition for all the piano players. <laughs> <laughs> it was great though. I got to see uh, Working Man's Dead and. Uh, I saw the nerds for a few minutes. They're tight. They're '80s rock. I, they're not my style. I love the nerds. You, they are really good. Yeah, they are. They're they're very talented. And my wife got a big kick out of their their show. But it was great. A store is a great place to be. We had probably had ten thousand people there yesterday. But uh, this texter at three zero nine three zero said, "Michael, the sad thing is, if a reporter asked random young people on a beach or on the street about this award, the Medal of Honor in general, most likely uh, they wouldn't know what it is." Um, and then goes on to say, at least, and I'm exaggerating a bit here, we don't have Obama cheapening the award by giving it to someone like Mohammed Atta. But you know what I mean. Uh, and somebody here, by the way, same texture says, Joe, hope your eye gets better soon. Um, the the, the Bellavia thing uh, comes to mind. I've known David for a long time, ten, nine, ten years. I, I've been in, I'm involved in... Uh, he introduced me to WBEN. He and I worked together on veterans, activists, uh, you know, veterans issues. Um, we, we worked together with the Trump campaign. You know, David and I worked together uh, in many different ways. Uh, I, I love him dearly. Uh, and his, you know, I also managed his congressional election uh, campaign in 2012. Got around the state, got around the district. That's eight counties, actually. It's a big district, you know. If you're serving or campaigning in that district, you you got a lot of work to do just in getting from place to place. Because somebody in southern Erie County may have an important event on the same day that uh, Ontario County, which is pretty far away. Trish, how long did it take you to get her? This is Trisha Turner, by the way, here in studio with me. She is the chairwoman of the Republican Party of Ontario County. And I wanted to talk today about New York 27. And Trisha's view on this is singular. It's unique uh, because of she comes from the opposite end of the district. It's very hard to serve this district, isn't it, Trish? Well, good morning, Michael. Good Thank morning. you so much for having me here this morning. Appreciate well, you're it. one of my heroes in this district. Oh, yeah, everybody loves you're you, too and kind. you know David too, don't you? Yes, I do. I do know David, and I could not be more proud of of what he's accomplished yeah. and and uh, the honor that he is receiving. Uh, he's so well deserved and what I love the most about David is he's just such a pure soul and he truly is a humble man and and I just couldn't be more proud of him and I know that's difficult for him to receive this right now because he is such a humble spirit and but we all know how well deserved he is of, of this honor well but part of the problem part of the reason I'm comfortable with the way that they clunky kind of threw it out there is that the only way you can get you, you can you can receive such an incredible honor with humility and with you know uh, the proper like David's kind of perspective of being humble in life is if there's planning because it's such a big deal it's a big big deal that if you don't give a humble man like David Bellavia the opportunity to be himself, as it's announced, then he's got so much time he's got to play 
out to to catch up and 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 scramble and keep up with the the, the narrative that's forming around him. What they really abused here was his humility. Absolutely, and I, I actually believe that regardless of whether this announcement came out early or whether it came out uh, through the president, regardless, I think it's it's hard for him to receive just because of his humility. It is. He's an uncomfortable hero. I can tell you that. I've known him 10 years, and uh, he's he's just, you know, people call him a hero. He winces. It's an amazing thing to note. But you, I, I, you know, first got to know him really well traveling around New York 27, and now you're the chairwoman of one of the key counties in New York 27. Before we go on break, and we got about a minute before we go on break, and we're going to come back and talk about this in depth, where do you think this thing stands right now? It's pretty wild. And you, you on, from the Republican side, you know everybody. Well— as far as the the New York twenty seven yeah. race, you know, it, it's actually um, you know there's a lot of players involved. I, I could tell you, as a county chair, I've met with a multitude of people who've expressed interest. Um, certainly, I've met with um, Congressman Collins as well. Well, you're you're a big supporter of Chris Collins. Yes. Well, in the in the um, in the last election, when he decided to jump back in and stay in, I, I, I stood behind him. I supported him, and and I you know I felt he has done a great job for our district and has certainly been a fantastic supporter of our president. So uh, as long as he was decided to stay in, I was behind him 100 percent. And I, I got to tell you, that stuck. It really did. A lot of people heard you. I heard you. Joe, I think we're going to go for a quick break here, all right? We're going to be right back with Trish Turner. Trish is the chairman of the Republican Party of Ontario County, a key player in New York 27, and we're going to take your calls. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. <laughs> Welcome back to Hardline. Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia. Joe, where did that come from? I had to throw you a curveball. You really did there. Country roads take me home. <laughs> Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia. It is 1038. I am sitting here with Trisha Johnson Turner, someone who I met through Republican politics several years ago. She has come up through the ranks of the Republican Committee of the State of New York to be, become chairwoman of Ontario County, which is the easternmost edge of of the expansive New York 27 Congressional District, which is served by Chris Collins right now. There's a lot going on there. Now, I know people are holding on and I want me to talk a little bit more about David Bellavia, and I'm going to do that in the next hour. But while I've got Trisha here, and Trisha wants to talk about David too, but we'll, maybe she'll stick around and talk about him in the next hour, but I promised a substantive conversation of 27. I want to do that because I live in East Aurora. I talk about East Aurora all the time. I live there. We think that, you know, Erie County – is it's the most populous area of New York 27. But when it comes to the other counties, yours is number one from population in, in New York 27. And there's a an interesting counterweight between Erie County and Ontario County because when David ran in 2012, I ran his race, David won six out of the eight counties. But because he didn't couldn't penetrate Erie, it outweighed him. Of course, Niagara helped uh, uh, Chris Collins beat him in the uh, primary. But New York 27 is one of the hardest uh, 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 congressional districts to challenge a Republican in as a Democrat. It is very red, very pro-Trump, but it's also very hard for a Republican in a primary to actually cover the entire district because it's so expansive. Is this going to change, Tricia, 
Uh, Trisha Turner from the Ontario County GOP. Is this going to change uh, when the new census comes back and they redistrict? Is this this New York twenty seven going to be different? I, I would imagine it would be. I'm not. I'm not sure where they're going to be drawing the lines, but um, you know, certainly, you know, there's going to be a dramatic change in in where we're going to be shifting. I'm perhaps you know all of Ontario County will be absorbed. Right. I, that would you know right now currently I'm I'm split right down the middle. I have Congressman Reed on one side and Congressman Collins on the other side. Right. So um, that will be interesting, and sure, certainly that would shift our relevancy in in that district as well. How was uh uh, McMurray, uh, uh, how was he received out in Ontario County? Well, he actually had quite a presence there. Uh, he actually had a headquarters there. The Democrat, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, McMurray. McMurray. He had um, had very energized folks that uh, drive down can- the streets of Canandaigua, and you would see many of them running down the streets holding signs up just, just about right. every day. They were a very energized out there. They had an aggressive door-to-door effort going on um and he was very frequently in my county it was uh, they really put their sights on ontario particularly um well the numbers make sense right oh yeah they were they were absolutely they they were a a big presence in our county for sure so we know a new york 27 a, 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 a large component of new york 27 is what we call glow in politics and in everything in municipal discussions glow it's genesee Livingston, Ontario, and Wyoming counties, the GLOW counties, as we all know it in politics. And and the GLOW component, when tied on with Niagara and Erie, makes a very different kind of district. And it looks to me like we've lost a lot of population in this area. Our greatest export is our young people because of the Democrats in charge in Albany. But those same Democrats, when we lose people, are responsible for, after the United States Census, responsible for redrawing the lines of congressional districts because congressmen can only represent a certain number of people. So they draw the lines of of the picture of the district so that they can include enough hundreds of thousands of people uh, for a a congressman. And and that means that's why they have several in New York City and only one in these eight counties because we have a low level of population. We've lost population. They're going to change this district. The Democrats are in charge of that. And it looks like, if I had to guess, and I'm not an expert in gerrymandering and redistricting and drawing lines, but my guess is the Democrats in Albany are going to give portions of New York 27 up to stalwart Democratic districts like Congressman Higgins' district. I think we'll see some of the reliable votes go to Tom Reed's district, reliable red votes go to Tom Reed's district. And and New York 27, in my mind, I think also in yours, will kind of shift east. And then, boom, you're going to end up the largest population base in New York 27. But it's go- the reason I bring this up is it's going to change the character the de- demographics of New York 27, It's right now it's incredibly Republican. It will not be in the future. So one of the things that we have to think about as voters is, uh, especially as Republican voters, trying to, will Congressman Collins run? Can he win? Those questions aside, um, if the next person who runs and wins can't win, can only win in an R plus 9 district and can't win in an R plus 1 district, a more purple district, you know, more blue in there, then what are we doing electing someone who's right wing when that person is going to lose in two years? Do you think that that's a concern? 
Well, I could tell you as far as, you know, my county, we are still a growing county. We actually are not diminishing in population. We're actually growing in population. And some of the population that we are absorbing is from Monroe County, which has become far more bluer. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the, uh, the folks of Monroe County who work in Monroe County, they say, wow, look at Ontario County, where we have a, a, a board of supervisors that is 18 out of 21 Republican who keep our taxes low. Right. And that's attracting them to come to Ontario County. So we are turning a little more blue in Ontario County. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that uh, that's going to definitely be factoring in into, you know, how they redraw those lines. If they see that Ontario County and some of our areas that have traditionally been red are starting to shift, that's going to obviously be part of the equation as well. It's hard to believe. And we all talk about, um, what, there's maybe six candidates. I mean, um, myself and all my friends, we back David Bellavia 150%, right? But, you know, what happened to David Bellavia on Friday, we don't know where he's going, right? My, my feeling is, you know, Dave, the whole world just opened up uh, like a blooming rose to David Bellavia. All the options are on the table for a great man. You know, he may want to run. He may not. But uh, he's been kind of poo-pooing the idea for a little while now. You're, you're a big fan of David's, right? Oh, of course. And, Absolutely. And, you know, David DiPietro is a good friend of yours and mine. Absolutely. Uh, Stefan Mahailu, who's really hitting the hustings. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, looks like he may be a candidate if Congressman Collins isn't. Who else is out there? Well, uh, they're, they're coming to your door <laughs> knocking on it. <laughs> I have uh, plenty of people who have been uh, in my county this week alone. I've, I've seen mul- a multitude mm-hmm. of the candidates and, uh, you know, specifically the, the names of the candidates that, have, that are in are uh, the same names that had express interest when Congressman Collins himself uh, decided not to run last year. Uh, many of those same names are still, um, I see, interested. I do see Senator Rob Ort has been actively in great my guy. is a great, wonderful. He's absolutely a great guy. Uh, certainly Stefan has been in my county th- a multitude of times just this past week he's been very active and engaged in uh in my county um uh, i've met with senator chris jacobs mm-hmm. um who is and as far as um i, I know the the only actual candidate declared, that's declared yeah. um, and well known out here where it matters in absolutely the district right now. um so uh you know, there's a, a multitude of candidates that are out there that are, uh, you know, I think there's a, a whole bunch more that are just kicking the, bu- yeah. the you know, kicking the tire. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, possibly, uh, certainly, uh, David Bellavia may be one of those uh, future candidates. I could tell you when he ran uh, last time against uh, Congressman Collins, he had uh, quite a following in Ontario County. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly to the point when there was a consideration last year, many of them were approaching me, asking me, is you know about my you know whether or not that they thought David would have a chance. They still were holding on to to the possibility of him coming back in and right. and excited about that. So he he certainly does have a very big following in Ontario. I'm really delighted to have uh, Trish. And, and, you know, Trisha Johnson-Turner, as she's known on Facebook, Trisha Turner, as everybody calls her. <laughs> Don't have to always have your, your maiden name in the middle of everything, right? Uh, Trisha Turner is a well-known chairwoman uh, of an important county in New York State politics. And uh, she's going to be back to talk about New York 27. We're going to have on the line with us St- Stefan Mahailu, someone who has absolutely visited every corner of this district in the last nine months or so. Be right back after these messages. 
Welcome back to Hardline. <laughs> I can't even stand this music. I can't. I know. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Joe Beamer from the control room, abusing my you know, my ears and yours with terrible music. Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia on Hardline. I'm here with Trisha Turner, who is the Republican chairwoman from Ontario County, which is how, how far away is it? I think it took me about an hour and 15. That's not bad. No. Not bad. But it is the extreme eastern edge of the New York 27 district. And at the same time, uh, I want to welcome to the show uh, Stefan Mahailu, who is Erie County Comptroller. Hi, Stefan. How are you doing? Good morning. From my house in Hamburg, it's approximately one hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You should know. You've been out there a lot. And that's why I wanted you to come on because um, I know we have a lot of different candidates or potential candidates, et cetera. And I know you've got a lot of different facts and things that have to line up for you to make a decision to come into the race. And that's pretty far in the future. But what? how far flung is this district? You're driving every inch of it now. Yeah, even Memorial Day, I was invited to speak at the Wyoming County uh, Memorial Day service. And then I traveled east to Geneseo then farther east to Farmington, and then I ended with uh, you and Dave DiPietro Monday night mm-hmm. this week uh, in East Aurora. Uh, so I've got a, practically a brand-new car now with 51,570 miles on it. But it's worth it. It is. And so do you see uh, – can you describe the dichotomy, the kind of balance, the teeter-totter that we're, that is between the population center of Erie and the population center of Ontario to folks? Yeah, I mean, every vote counts, whether it's Ontario County or my home in Hamburg, and that's why you have to work hard for every single vote in the district. I will tell you about the voters in New York 27. They are absolutely positively pro-Donald Trump. Right. Uh, Every question I get on the campaign trail is, okay, where do you stand with the president? And I tell them, uh, Michael, both of us were in Cleveland prior to the convention when it wasn't very popular for candidates yeah, can I can I interrupt for a second here, Stefan? Because I want to make this very clear. Um, I people have talked about me uh, getting into this race, and that's not even on my mind right now. What's on my mind is the fact that this must be a pro-Trump, must be a pro-president congressman. And I mean, there are a variety, wide variety of support for the president within this group. But when I needed a group of people to go with me to Cleveland to work on behalf of the president. Um, Stefan Mihaly was right with me. He arrived in Cleveland at the convention the same day I did. And I've always been very appreciative of that, Stefan. And you were extremely supportive of David DiPietro and his challenge this year. And um, I'm concerned about pro-Trump sentiment in this race. I have zero concerns about you. Well, in looking at the bigger picture, for me, it wasn't very popular for me to support the president in 2016. It was not. Down... I'm down 8-1 to one in enrollment, Democrat to Republican in the city, 2-1 to one in the county, and I had an election year in 2017, but I didn't care. Uh, I supported the president, and, and I'm speaking very ge- generally here. Any candidate in New York 27, especially in a red meat Republican primary, if you are an establishment Republican, a Mitt Romney, Jeb Bush on steroids, you're going to lose. I mean, Jeb Bush raised $100 million in his primary against President Trump, and I don't think he even got out past the fourth primary. Right. So these voters in New York 27 want someone who's going to stand strongly with President Trump. Uh, my record is clear. I've done so in the past and will continue to do so. And uh, I don't need to talk about my 
support of President Trump. My record is clear of it. But can you talk to me about the the district's support of President Trump? Because Trisha, you, um, you are you you're like you're on the you're on the balustrades out there for Trump. I mean, you are you're holding you're 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 firing the fifty caliber machine gun from the top of the nest. I mean, you are the number one chairman. I would say certainly. In upstate New York, one of the number one chairman, you and Nick was Nick was there really early for Trump. Um, but you are a stalwart. How how supportive of is this district of President Trump? And where is the blue part? Well, certainly, you know, in in my county, uh, President Trump has uh, incredible support, and that's consistent throughout. I have one of my Facebook pages. I have is called Upstate New York Republicans, and. What I love about that page is it's kind of the pulse of the district. I have, uh, you know, uh, it's a pretty large number of, of folks from throughout upstate in there. And and it's a consistent messaging that the the um, voters are absolutely behind the president 100 percent. I've done little polls. I've just the comments that they said. It's very clear to me that and just my conversations with people throughout the district. It's very consistent. Very consistent in making sure that they want whoever represents them is someone that's going to be a great supporter of the president. People like what they see. What's going on? They like what's going on right now. Right. People like the direction of the country. You know, the problem for us in in um, in in New York State as Republicans is that we're so used to seeing. Um, you know, it's hard for us because we've lost statewide elections for the last 20 years. And because of that, you know, a lot of us have just kind of gotten used to not, you know, you know, feeling that taste of victory. But through President Trump, we're starting to remember what it's like to have the winning again. Right. And we want to have that winning little again. Little taste of it. That be little nice. taste of it's nice. So I, I, I've seen uh, really just a an enthusiasm and an, an uptick in voters out there who well, they're now feeling that like wow we can do this. We, we we're they're feeling that victory. They're 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 tasting it. They 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 want it to continue. They like the direction the country is going in. You know, and because of that, they're they have. You know, they they want to make sure that we as Republicans and us as Republican leaders are doing our job to protect the president, make sure that we have representatives that are going to stand behind him. Right. Now, Stefan, one more question before we go. You are doing parades and public events that are are the audience is nonpartisan. You're, you're going out there doing events uh, that include people from all walks of life, the, the holiday parades, the holiday events that aren't party-oriented events. Is this district, like we hear Nate McMurray and his supporters say that di- this district, New York 27, could go blue and that it's getting more blue. And Tricia says that the reliable enclave of Ontario County is actually getting bluer. And we know that you know your challenge in Erie County as an Erie County wide candidate gets more difficult each year. Is New York 2027 is the support for President Trump waning? Absolutely not as far as my travels across New York 27 are concerned. Uh, these voters are very smart. Uh, they will pick out anyone and know anyone who has supported President Trump in the past. And I think uh, especially red meat Republican primary voters, they want someone who's authentic and who isn't jumping on the President Trump bandwagon when it's popular. Right. So these individuals know my record that I was with the president in 2016. I campaigned hard in 2018 to keep the seat red 
uh, for Republicans at the congressional level. And, Michael, you and I worked incredibly hard together to reelect A.D. Pietro at the state level. Which was really important to, re- to keeping the district red because David had to bring in the votes for, Colin, for Collins. Well, and I think moving forward, you're right. You're absolutely right. A rising tide lifts all boats, and that's exactly what happened. We worked hard for Dave DiPietro, which in turn turned out a lot of uh, Republican Collins. And look, when, when, when it wasn't popular, I've supported President Trump and many other Republicans. And, uh, and my record speaks for itself as far as support of President Trump is concerned. But uh, a red meat Republican primary in New York 27, it's going to come down to three issues. Where do you stand on President Trump? Where do you stand on President Trump? And where do you stand on President Trump? And, of course, that well, the last one, which is important, is where do you stand on President Trump? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Stefan, you, your input here is, is really important. Your perspective as this goes forward is really important. I appreciate you spending time with us. You got it. Thank you. All right. Tricia, can you stay around a little bit more? Of course. Okay, great. I'm going to be right back. Michael Caputo in for David Bellavia here on Hardline. We're going to come back with Trisha Turner, GOP chairwoman from Ontario County, right here on WBEN after these messages. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 